Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel, live broadcast and podcast. Today, we are covering the five most common mistakes not to make the week before your ultra with the incredible, the unassailable coach and physio, Tim Piggott from HP3 Coaching. How are you today, Tim? (laughs) Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks. Good to be back, Claire. Awesome. Yes. Happy New Year and all that. How is your training going for the Chianti Castles 100k in March in Italy? Yeah, it's going all right, actually. Um, going in a, so fast, touch wood, uh, nice consistent block. Did a, a half marathon last weekend. Yeah, not this one, just gone the one before. A race. Um, yeah, a half marathon race, trail race, which is sort of worryingly kind of about sort of 80 miles too short for me but there you go um but yeah that came i, I came 10th overall and first oh, wow. old person first, first old v40 person. so yeah got, got myself a I'm up on the little song, you know, got myself a little pot a little oh, excellent a little trophy brilliant yeah, oh, well so, done. Oh, all good not fun too shabby. Um, i've got a doing a trail one of the hardmores trail marathons next weekend so again just a a good long hard hard run and then yeah into the sort of final block going into Chianti 100k yeah awesome cool which how are you feeling though because you've got your your main one coming up in well we're into the days now I know it's almost easier than the week before the ultra I've got the arc of attrition 50 miler on Saturday and it's almost easier to just reach that last week because you kind of know I know we're going to talk about the mistakes not to make this week which I'm probably making a fair few um but you kind of know that you need to just kind of even just not doing anything is better than doing too much so it's kind of easier Mm. in that last last bit whereas the last kind of two or three weeks has been like oh Mm. oh no I haven't done enough ah quick do I cry or not cram so yes um I, now I just feel relaxed I'm just like right I'm just gonna go see how it, see how it works That's and it. just give it the best shot um That's it. We're there. 
Yeah, so we'll, we will get on to the five mistakes not to make the week before your ultra in just a moment. But before we start, let's just do a shout out to the sponsors of the episode. It's Knack Sports Nutrition. So they make energy bars, waffles, um, energy and recovery powders, and they do these real fruit purees as well in pouches. So I'm looking forward to eating all of those on Saturday on the Arc of Attrition 50. And you can use code WILDGINGERRUNNING, all caps, for 15% off at uk.knack.com and that's knack with um, two A's there. There'll be a link in the film description and the podcast show notes. So um, that's the sponsorship out the way. Let's chat five mistakes. Um, Have you ever made any mistakes the week before your ultra, Tim? Um, I think I'm about to do quite a few (laughs) just before the arc this weekend. Yeah, we we learn from our mistakes, don't we? So yeah, we've all made mistakes and that's part of the learning process. But hopefully what you can do is is learn from those who've got the experience and those who've made the mistakes and, and not copy and repeat them. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of things that you can do which aren't going to help you on race day. You were just saying there before that in the last few weeks, you've been kind of panicking about, you know, have you done enough training? Can you cram some extra training in? Uh, I think that's probably the, the first thing is the, the training's done. You can't do anything now <laughs> which is going to make yourself fitter for race day. There's nothing you can do now to make yourself fitter. It's just about standing on that start line, feeling fresh, feeling recovered with you know good energy in the legs. Um so, so yeah, the first mistake is trying to squeeze that last extra training session in, yeah. um, putting that extra rep in because you're feeling good. You're feeling good because you're tapering. Yeah, so, I think that's so, yeah, what happened don't... to me last week. Um, I did a run on Tuesday and then I did a strength, like a small strength session on the right. Wednesday, which I tried to fit in like with Finley kind of hooking resistance yeah, bands yeah. over my feet and stuff and climbing on my back when I was trying to do press-ups and things and uh, and then after that I felt really good because I'd just done a small strength session That's so then it. I thought it was a lovely day so I just thought oh I'll just go out and do a, a, a run just three miles I'll just do a three mile run and then I got to about a mile and a half and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't have done this because now mm-hmm. what am I going to do about tomorrow's run like mm-hmm. maybe I should have just stuck to that but it was such a yeah. nice day so then yeah. I didn't run on Thursday I went to inflate a nation and bounce for a whole hour with Finley's on his birthday on Friday so I, I put my Strava on and I counted that as a session because my heart yeah. rate was through the roof bouncing yeah, yeah, yeah. and then on Saturday it was his other party so I couldn't do any running then Sunday was a national running show couldn't yeah. do any running then Monday I look after Finley all day went to the soft play did a bit of a strength session in the soft play uh, like in the football area whilst mm-hmm. he ran around with my friend who was a runner as well so we were doing like Bulgarian split squats in there looking like right weirdos and then um we then today should I run today like it's what five no Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Thursday Mm. Friday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday five days out from the race should I do like an hour's little jog today and then should I do strength on Wednesday yeah so depending on what the exact final plan was supposed to be uh, (laughs) I would normally be doing uh, you know, an easy run, maybe just putting a few little strides in there just to keep things ticking over. What we want to think about is that taper is um, reducing the, the volume, but maintaining that frequency and maintaining some intensity as well. But it's just the volume starts to really come right down. OK, so maybe so, just yeah, like a three mile run tomorrow with some strides at the end. Yeah, just I mean, know, today. Yeah, today, yeah, doing a, a short run. So it might be 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then again, you might even do another one on, on Wednesday. 
Thursday, just relax, chill, make sure all your bags are packed, everything's sorted. Friday, day before the race, just go and do 20 minutes, just turn the legs over again, maybe just a couple of strides, just so that you then finish that session. A bit like when you did that strength session, you finish it and just go, I feel really good now. Yeah. Great. And then you kind of hold on to that sensation of I'm feeling really good, relax, get ready for the race. And then it's, uh, and then it's game time. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's just a case of don't try and squeeze extra in. Don't try and do, um, you know, a bonus session. Just follow your plan. Let yourself taper down. Keep the the frequency that you'd normally be training at. Um, a little bit of intensity just to keep things firing, but not causing any real fatigue. It's all about just freshening up for race day. Okay, so kind of maintaining your original kind of training structure, but just easing yeah. off completely, just kind of bobbing around. And so with that in mind, should I do a little bit of strength tomorrow then? Absolutely. So the strength training can be carrying right through. So we do a, a short race prime set with, with most of the athletes. And it's just a you know 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just going through, you know, a couple of sets of just some movements. S&C coaches call it kind of greeting the groove. So you're yeah. just keeping things flowing nicely, keeping brain and body talking to each other, but nothing that's causing any fatigue, but just keeping everything just firing nice and quickly. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I'll maybe just like fling Finley around a little bit on Wednesday morning and, and that could be my strength work. Absolutely. You know, it could just be, you know, a couple of rounds of just some, some plyos, some plyometrics, you know, hopping, skipping, you know, a couple of rounds of maybe some, some goblet squats or split squats, just something just to keep yourself moving, but nothing that's then going to cause any fatigue following it. Yeah, or injury. Yeah. That's the last thing that you'd want, isn't it? I mean, well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no straining. Yeah, mm. okay. And I, I think the sort of flowing on from that one is another mistake that people make, and I've, I've seen others do it, is because your training volume is coming down, you've got this free time. Yeah. <laughs> so they then go and fill that free time with other stuff. So they then go, think, oh, I've got you know more time on Saturday, so I'm going to do that DIY project I've been putting off. Or mm. I'll put some extra shifts in at work. And yes, the training volumes come down, but then because you fill life with other stuff, you then actually arrive on, on the start line and you're knackered, not because of you've done loads of extra training, you're knackered because of life. Yeah. So make sure that that reduction in training volume is replaced with relaxation. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, things like that. Um, in fact, I'm sure, yeah, Emily Forsberg posted on Insta today that she's got a rest day coming up and any suggestions for, for Netflix? Because, you know, a rest day is a rest day. Put your feet up. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> one of the guys, Howard from Mountain Strong Coaching, again, his, his rest day, you know, he's dedicated that rest day is sitting on the sofa with feet up and doing doing nothing. And it is, you know, you rest hard. Don't fill that time with other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've just, um, my microphone has just decided to uh, go a little bit uh, out of, what do you call it, battery. So I'm just okay. going to plug it in. <laughs> well, I can still hear you fine. So hopefully the That's listeners good. can still hear you fine. I just... Ah, right. 
Okay. I'll just put one in there. Well, I, can, I can hear Claire. If you guys can't hear Claire, I can. She's just getting the microphone plugged back in again. Yeah. Sorry, so, everybody. <laughs> um, and there? then I just need another. Oh, here we are. I just got all these power packs. Here we are. Let me just plug myself in. Um, yeah, and then kind of going on from that, um, I, from relaxing. Yes. You could, you could. I'm planning to get a bit more sleep as well. Yes. So I usually, me and Steve, just you know, have like an hour or so together watching Fool mm. Me Once on Netflix after yeah. Finley's gone to bed, and then mm. we go to bed. But I think I'm gonna just go to bed as soon as it always, it always. Um, uh, I always forget how long it takes you to actually get in bed. Like even if you start going at like half nine um, or quarter to ten, sometimes I'm not kind of actually in bed trying to go to sleep until about half ten for some reason. I'm kind of like, you know, you've got to go to the loo, brush your teeth, get in your pajamas, like do like ten minutes of yoga because you made a pact with your friends when you went to Brighton the other weekend. Um, mm. And by the time you've sort of like put some stuff away and got ready for tomorrow, it's ten o'clock or half ten even so um yeah it's yeah so trying to get that extra sleep in particularly if your ultra is going to be a, a very long one that's going to be going through the night and there is going to be sleep deprivation in, involved within your your race then getting some extra sleep in the week before is really really important because um, despite what people think you can bank sleep yeah I think so, so. Yeah. in those last few days before the race you want to be trying to get you know even if it's just in bed you may not be sleeping but you're just lying down in bed relaxing maybe just reading your book or your kindle or whatever um, but trying to get an extra you know one or two hours in bed relaxing and that is going to charge your batteries up nicely so mm -hmm. you know good idea trying to get that extra sleep and you know, particularly somebody like yourself who's then also got a sleep thief in the house um, and probably running on sort of chronically low sleep uh, overall, then yeah. just making that extra effort to try and top up the banks, sleep uh, the sleep bank would mean that you're probably going to be feeling amazing because you've had you know a couple of extra hours in bed <gasps> compared to usual. Yeah, I know, exactly. it's just because I because if you go to bed like at the same time as Finley, which is like eight o'clock, so you know you put him to bed, he's asleep at about eight, and then you know you pop down just have a chat maybe go to bed at half eight mm. um if you do that you don't really feel like you've had any evening or any time to yourself because you're either working or looking yeah. after him or cooking yeah. dinner and clearing up and you just I just yeah. want one hour or one and a half hours just watching my favorite program me and Steve have a series that we sort of semi try yeah. not to binge watch but last night we watched um uh Fulby once and it was the the, yes. the penultimate one and the final one so that was like an oh, hour and a yeah. half to get through mm. so we ended up going to sleep at about 11 and I really yeah. regretted that this morning because I was up at half five with Finley um so yeah, he woke yeah. up really early this morning. Um, so, yeah, if I go to bed with him, I haven't got any more box sets to binge. So there's nothing on telly and I'm just going to be a really sad, sad person and just go to bed immediately after he's gone to sleep. It's just preparing for the race. Yeah. You know, you put the work in. So it's just yeah, um, making sure you're ready for, for game day at the weekend. Yeah. And also, yeah. it's really important with ultra running because I'm going to have to get up at, like, usually these races start really early, don't they? Yeah. If you're doing the 100 miler, it starts at midday on the Friday for the Arc of Attrition 100. <laughs> but the um, 50 starts at 8.30 on the Saturday, which sounds like a really nice start time. But actually, we've got to be at the yeah. HQ for 5.30 in the morning mm -hmm. because we get buses to Porth Kerno yes. for the Minnet yes. Theatre start. So that is going to be a bit... A bit hellish getting up at probably yes. half four. Yes. 
And but at least you're yeah. well conditioned to early start. Oh yeah, I'll be fine yeah. at half four. So, <laughs> I'll just be asleep exactly, by midday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, a sleep deprivation's never really affected me in in that way. Like on a race, yeah. like I can always go through one night. That's fine. So if I just have good sleep in the week before, then that will be um, that will be really good. Yeah. Yes. So, what are some of the other mistakes that people make? I mean, I think nutrition is is a huge one, isn't it? You yeah. know, when we think about ultramarathons, what's one of the biggest reasons why people don't finish an ultramarathon? And it's GI distress. Um, either getting nauseous, um, having runner's trots, just not being able to get enough nutrition down uh, for different reasons. So, you know, thinking about your nutrition in the week before the race is really, really important. Um, and on that one, it's the same as with your kit as well, is don't try anything new. So don't be eating, you know, types of foods which you wouldn't normally eat. You know, stick to the stuff that you know just sits well with you, doesn't cause any irritation. Um, so, you know, maybe not going down the curry house and having a vindaloo if you're not used to <laughs> eating vindaloo. <laughs> that's what Russell's um, Alexander does. Every time yeah. he does, he, him and his cousin, they always go and do a race um, overseas. Um, uh -huh. And before the night before the race, it's their tradition to go and choose the thing they don't understand on the menu, have the most local, amazing dish that they can, yeah. like full of squid or, or yeah. something like that. Um, and, and he said it works for him so far. But... If you've got a cast iron <laughs> stomach, then fine. He must Oh, that's good for you but uh, most people don't have a cast iron yeah. stomach Which so, should, so yeah should we be carb loading then the week before the well, race? what's the current science around that i would say and this is maybe the sort of controversial um the other thing not to do yeah is not to carb load yeah um the whole science behind carb loading there is there is some value to it and, and it can be done but you need to be very careful about how you do it it needs to be very controlled and most people get it wrong. So therefore, unless you're being guided by a nutritionist and you've tested this in training, you know exactly what you need to be taking on board. And my advice is don't think about trying to carb load because all you're likely to be doing is taking on that extra um, glycogen. With that, you're going to be storing extra water. So you're going to end up just heavier, feeling a bit more bloated, stressing your guts, which could then result in GI distress come race day. The better thing to do is not to think about trying to eat extra carbs, but just eat normally as if you were training in your full training volume. But because your volume's coming down, your energy requirements for training's come down, you'll therefore be absorbing and storing more, but without trying to eat extra. So just eat normally. And that's going to give you the extra carbs without forcing extra carbs down, if that makes sense. Just be normal. Just be normal. So, you know, hopefully your diet is on the whole healthy. Um, you know, everything in moderation, including moderation. So... Just eat normally. Don't don't overstress it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's all good. I mean, the only thing would be in those last kind of twenty four hours is 
kind of reduce maybe the volume of fiber um, in in your diet there. So you start to um, yeah clear things out a little bit more. Reduce um, so the just, fiber. Okay. Just you know, sticking with your white rice rather than your brown rice, that type of thing. Um, but again, what you might know from your own training is, are there any certain foods that agree with you? Are there certain foods that don't agree with you? And it's just starting to, to simplify things down. You know, for me, it, you know, I move on to very much more of a kind of rice-based um, for my carbohydrates, just simple white rice. Um, it might just be simple fish or chicken, you know, nothing too complicated. It gets a bit boring in the last 24 hours, but that's fine. It's yeah. only for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be shoving yourself full of sugar again <laughs> very shortly. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and just to catch people up, because my microphone's gone again, I've just unplugged it now. Um, I didn't realise they were completely flat. <laughs> Usually I charge them up, but I must have used them for something and forgot. Um, so, yeah, I was just saying that I, um, Peter's just said, I'm sure she just said um, she was about, I'm sure she should said you should have a full fry up before your ultra. Um, I was just saying how me and Steve have got into eating these pokey bowls, which is like loads of vegetables and rice. So that's basically what, um, yeah, what... I said and Lloyd says I can hear you again Claire but now there's a deep background hum yes it's the computer and that's why I use microphones um, so sorry about the sound on this one um, the microphones have just um, died I am trying to charge them up but they didn't charge up at the same rate as um, they were being used so they're used not going to be on form so there will be a, a slight hum in the background but sorry about that okay and um, hopefully yeah well obviously as we said at the beginning of this we've got builders in so yes uh, double the we noise we may end up with sort of banging out <laughs> yeah. into the background hub so yeah uh, apologies sorry everyone for sorry on both both of our parts yeah. um and uh, on the live chat sean o'keefe says there's a nice chippy in porth town so you could have that for friday night dinner that's where the race hq is yeah um do you advise fish and chips the night before we are on the coast it is customary to have fish and chips when in cornwall indeed um if you know it's if if you know it works for you and it sits well with you, I mean I've done that before and it's been okay. Yeah. Um, I think I've had, had fish and chips before I did the Lakeland 50 actually. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you know it works for you, then then fine. But if you're not used to uh, you know having a lot of you know fried food and uh, that that fatty food, then that could irritate your your guts um and therefore maybe maybe not the the thing to have and might just be a bit more organized and take your own food with you uh, yes. but yeah it's more of a maybe post race going have a yes. chippy um, yeah i think that again I'm, I'm doing this race over at saltburn so uh, my friend that i'm racing with uh, we've already agreed that we can go and have fish and chips after the race and, uh, and have a catch-up so yeah that's our plan fish and chips for after the race not before yeah. Yes, I think that is uh, very prudent. Um, yeah. And the other, the other thing is, I'm not sure how much food to take. So in this like final week, I'm sort of mm-hmm. panicking. Like, oh, is this going to be enough, or is this going to be enough? And I've got various people. Um, I did a packing film on um, mm-hmm. the YouTube channel, and uh, quite a lot of people have commented on that. And some people have said you might need some more food, like between Pendine and St Ives or Zena mm-hmm. and St Ives, yeah. um, because that's quite a long stretch where crews yes. can't really get to you, or the archangels can't get to you. They're the people that float around um, giving you supplies because there's only one checkpoint at St Ives um, 28 miles in so um, yeah Mm. I'm just not sure how much food to take I mean like on my training runs I usually probably would have like a bar um, per hour Um, Mm. so yeah and I was going to take a tuna sandwich as well and I was going to take a cheese sandwich and two packets of crisps uh, Mm. and 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 10 bar type things, bars or waffly type, pouty mm-hmm. type things. So yeah. 200 calories about. Okay. So yeah, do you think 10 would be enough? I mean, he's working out the time splits between the the checkpoints yeah and therefore how long it's going to take you to get from start to checkpoint one and then obviously checkpoint one onwards there's only uh, one checkpoint it's at 28 yeah. miles in at saint ives and that's the one where i know i'll definitely be able to get food the other yes. things is just archangels and they yeah. say there'll be water yes. um for sure but yes. not necessarily anything else so it's yes. kind of like do i take a little bit less food and just hope that somewhere someone's got some food for me when i need it or do i take it all myself and be weighed down by it so that's a little yeah. bit concerning in the week before the race yeah so you need to be for something like this you do need to be self-sufficient um, you can't rely on there being food out there because if there isn't you're then in trouble yeah um, so it's working out you know what your time splits are between um, aid stations and this goes for obviously any ultra marathon is working out you know how long it's roughly going to take you to get from point a to point b and then working out, right, how many grams of carbohydrate am I going to need per hour? You know, is it going to be 50, 60, 70, 80? You know, if you're really pushing it, you might be more than that per hour. Yeah, I'm thinking 60. Yeah, so then you're thinking, right, so if it's 60 grams an hour, how many hours is it going to take me to get from start to checkpoint one? And then you do the math from there and you know how much you need to carry and okay. then have a little bit in reserve just in case something goes wrong yeah so it's gonna I, I can't take more than 15 and a half hours so that kind of simplifies it so if i take mm-hmm. 10 10 items yep. and then <clears throat> my tuna sandwich my tea sandwich and my two packets of crisps mm-hmm. and there is a checkpoint that should yep. be enough i think yep. with a bit that's to spare so yeah i think that should so that's be that's the okay. way you calculate it yeah 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 okay great that sounds good Cool. Anything else on nutrition or should we talk about kit? I mean, the main thing is just make sure that you've you've tested in training. So don't try anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's race nutrition that you've never tried before, is. <laughs> then, you know, maybe just leave that one. If you don't know, it's going to work for you. <clears throat> um, you know, if people are listening to this and sort of planning for the future, if, if there's a race and, you know, there's nutrition on course that you've never tried before, maybe it's an overseas race, see if you can buy some um you know for example uh, narco sponsoring this now um getting into the sort of utmb and, and other events you know they're, they're a new company to the uk they've only really been available for the last sort of 12 months or so so you know i remember races last year 
and that was the course nutrition but nobody had ever come across it so you were trying to import it just to test it out um you know again i've done races um over in spain for example and uh, again i hadn't heard of their race course nutrition so ordered some in so i could at least test it in training to know whether it worked or not because if you if you find it doesn't work well then that answers the question of what do i need to be carrying so that i can be self-sufficient um yeah. or if you know it does work for you great then you can just be using the stuff that's on the course yeah so test test in training you know then you know what works yes yeah and if anybody yeah. does need to test the knack um especially we've got that 15 percent discount off mm. so yeah. um, do use that um while ginger running all caps um, mm. at uk.knack.com there you go yeah so yeah again it's the same thing that goes for kids don't try anything new you know don't be trying a brand new pair of shoes you've never used before at least have you know some experience and some mileage in those shoes um and same with any, you know any other items of clothing know whether it, it fits you know whether it rubs you know is your waterproof truly waterproof are those waterproof gloves truly waterproof mm-hmm. um, these type of things make sure that you've you've tested it in in some challenging conditions so you know what works and what doesn't work yeah i'm um waiting on a pair of waterproof gloves to come mm-hmm. to arrive with me from salomon the, the banati mitts um, oh yes but i'm not sure if they're going to arrive by the time i have to leave which is well Thursday, worst Thursday case night. scenario a pair of marigolds will that pass their kit test though well, mm, I think I'm I not going to put myself them. out there and, and answer that one. Yeah, I think them. I need to ask them. It did, it did for Lakeland 50, or Absolutely. one of the ones that I did, yeah. UTS, I think, that was fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I, I have... A lot of races will accept, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to answer for, for ARC. Uh, yeah. you, you'll need to check with them. But, yeah, you know, that's what a lot of people will use is a pair of marigolds. Yeah, well, they are definitely waterproof. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've clocked some. There's an outdoor shop down in town, um, and I have clocked some in there that yeah. are, they're about uh, 12 quid or something like that. So I don't think they're especially great, but mm-hmm. I'd rather use marigolds if I can because I've got some of them just downstairs. I don't have to buy yeah. any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I've got, I have got a bit of a shoe conundrum to ask you about oh. because um, I have got new shoes, but they're new old shoes. So these are my amazing Sokovi Exodus Ultra 2s. Um, I, I wore them out um, and I asked them for a new pair. Um, mm-hmm. and so I've been wearing them for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I've run a few times in them, probably mm-hmm. only three or four times. Mm-hmm. So this week I'm sort of wearing them now, like wearing them mm-hmm. all around the house, wearing them every single day, wearing them for every single walk and run that I do. Um, yep. Do you think that I'll be okay to wear them on race day? Um, they are the same shoe, but controversially, mm-hmm. I've gone down half a size in them mm-hmm. because I felt like the others were a little bit too big with the Cedas <laughs> socks that I was wearing because they're quite yes. slim socks. So I thought, oh, I could probably be fine because they're quite wide. I thought they'd be fine mm-hmm. in a six and they seem mm-hmm. great. I've put yeah. the insole in, the Cedas insole, mm-hmm. they're gripping the feet really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. But is that a bad plan? Um, if I wear the old ones, they're actually slicks. They're not going to grip on anything. Yeah. I've worn them down. <laughs> if you know that shoe works for you, I mean, the old thing about having to wear shoes in. Yeah. I don't. I don't really adhere to that. Yeah. You know, I they can... feel comfy. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I had a brand new pair of um, my Spin Planets, so the Scarpa Spin Planets for yeah. um, Ultra Tour Snowdonia, the 100K. 
and I think I received them from the team the week of the race. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just walked around the house, did a couple of runs in them, and then yeah, raced a you know 100k in those shoes. Yeah. But I knew those shoes worked for me, and and they work, you know, essentially straight out of the box. But that was so, exactly replica, wasn't it? That was the same size and everything. It was. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but you know, if you know that that shoe is comfortable and it works for you, um, and you're happy with the sizing, then you probably be be okay. I just yeah. wouldn't be picking an entirely brand new never tested in training shoe yeah well the other option i do have is a raid light ultra um and i do really like that one because it really grips the midfoot really well but it's got a funny kind of arch area so i think a bit like the old shoes that i used to run ultras in that gave me a blister in the arch i yeah. feel like they're gonna i can feel it there already i've done some pretty long runs i've done like 26 miles in them right. um but i oh no not 26 18 i've done like 18 20 miles in them but i just feel like um I just I, I think even though these are new these Sacconi ones I think I should go with what I know gets me around 50 miles there you go stick with what you know yeah, yeah. there's your okay. answer there's so, my answer I'm not again, even going to take them down with me because I don't want to make a last minute wrong decision no I mean if if the other shoes are, are rubbing a little bit a little bit um, uncomfortable a little bit bothersome uh, you know the phrase is be bothered about the bothers. Okay. If the bo- if the bothers are there, you need to pay attention to it and and do something about it. So, absolutely, I would just say if if those uh, if those vectives are are at all an issue, then I would just leave those for the race. If you know the circuit work for you, fine, stick with what you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll just wear them all this week because it's not like um it's not like they don't fit. It's just the the padding is uh, it's not fitting to my foot yet. You know how the padding sort of squishes around you after yeah, a month yeah, yeah. or so? They just sort of feel a little bit like just a bit precarious. And mm-hmm. on technical ground, you mm-hmm. want to be locked in, don't you? So mm-hmm. I'll just wear them all the time, squish them down a bit. Yeah. 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 Anything else okay. on kit? I've got, um, I've got a fifth one of planning. Um, because I thought that would be a really good area to focus in on in the last week before your ultra because as you've taught me over this whole year which has been brilliant there's a lot you can do apart from actually training your engine there's a lot of planning that you can do that can really make you super efficient and just run faster for no extra training on race day so um yeah. so Again, what planning the should sort of we planning be doing? is all being done in terms of you know making sure you've got your kit list sorted yeah um <clears throat> you know get your packing done nice and early this week so you're not faffing and stressing in those those final few days and then you end up forgetting something um, oh, yeah. having a checklist so when you're packing stuff into your, your your big bag you're ticking it off you know it's in there you haven't forgotten an item a kit yeah. you know you don't turn up there and you've only got your left shoe and not your right shoe for example uh it's a long way to hop yeah <laughs> so so yeah make sure the um, things are written down lists are great um you know, know where, know what the route is. Make sure that's downloaded to your watch, and, and that file is working properly. That you've got the maps printed out if you have to carry maps or or route uh, instructions. You know, double checking the the kit list and make sure you're not forgetting anything on the the mandatory kit list. Um, you know, for example, I've just found out this race I'm doing in a couple of weeks. You've got to carry a foil blanket and a bivy bag. Oh, okay. Uh, rather than just the normal only a bivy bag. Yeah. So it's just you know making sure that you cross-checking all of these things and nothing else has been added into the kit list mm-hmm. um, you know have you packed all your nutrition like we've talked about uh, so that you haven't forgotten anything for that you know yeah. thinking about you know where are you staying the night before the race what's your pre-race evening meal what's your pre-race and the parking breakfast? and stuff like that yeah where are you parking 
um, you know, how long is it going to take you to get from your accommodation to the race HQ or where the bus is leaving for your race because it's a, a point to point. But just planning all of these things, knowing that in advance, and then it just takes away a lot of that worry. Yeah. Because I suppose that's the sort of the final thing is that the pre-race nerves and those pre-race nerves are normal. And that's to be expected. And if anything is a good thing, it's, it's you getting ready for the challenge ahead. And, and don't let the kind of nerves become this faff and stress and worry because that's just going to use up energy. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledge that you're going to feel nervous, but that's you getting ready for the challenge. And if you see this as a challenge that you're going to overcome, it's going to put you in that positive mindset. Whereas if you see these nerves as, as a, the race is a threat, that's where you then start to to shift into a more negative mindset. Yeah, so, so kind of like just, relabel it as excitement rather than stress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and look forward to to demonstrating your your fitness and, yeah. and all the work you Black put off. into it. And, <laughs> but but reflect back and you know go through your training over the last few months and don't don't focus on the things that you haven't done and those sessions maybe you miss but really focus on the things that you have done and what's gone well okay. and you know pick out three things that have gone really well in training over okay. the last couple of months <clears throat> and that'll just help put you into that positive mindset that yes I have done this and I've done that and I've done the other thing yeah um, and then just think about you know, your mantra you know have you got some pre-race mantras or in-race mantras um, so um, Joe Superi has the you know I perform at my best when dot 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 so you know fill in that sentence and then keep repeating it to yourself Mm -hmm. you know I perform at my best when I do whatever yeah Uh, Yeah. so keep saying that over to yourself again and and that will again put you in that positive mindset and remind yourself what you need to do to get the best out of yourself Yes, yeah, that's really good to know. Um, that I did. Um, I had a quick chat, very quick chat, with Lloyd Purvis from Run for Adventure at the National Running Show yesterday um, on Monday, on Sunday, and um, I, I asked him a question because because I am quite a slow runner. Um, I'm worried about the beating the cutoff times, and mm-hmm. he was telling me about the terrain of the race, and he was saying mm-hmm. the first half of the fifty is kind of quite tricky terrain, um, mm-hmm. and then the second half is quite runnable. And I was like, oh no, I don't really like runnable. <laughs> not really a runner um and um and he said well in that case don't start at the back um make sure even though you're not going to be like in the elite pack or anything like that like make sure you're further up the field because if you're good at that technical stuff at the start you don't want to be caught in a queue um, because that's where I'm quite okay at um so that was a really good last minute tip to get from him so yep. I suppose if you've got a particular skill, um, it's worth going into the Facebook group of the race and just asking around and you know seeing if there's any strategy like that that you should be employing. Yeah, that's it. It's knowing the course, knowing the terrain, knowing what you've uh, let yourself in for. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find a gradient profile for the for the course. I'm guessing it's going to be like that. There's no it's all like up and down. Yeah, yeah, there's no like major climbs that you need no. to be aware of what time you need to be at the top and what time at the bottom and everything like Absolutely. that. So what I've done is I've followed the splits for the last place runner in mm. 2023 who I interviewed in a previous um, yes. podcast, um Lizzie Hughes. So I followed hers. So I've I've got my timings that I'm aiming for each um checkpoint. Um, and I do need to still upload that GPX to my watch. And also, yeah. the other thing is, I don't know how to use it once it's on there. So I really need to this week. 
do I need to somehow download a course that's local to me and just practice it on because I know that it's got a setting I know how to zoom in but then mm -hmm. if you it just zooms out automatically the next time you look at it it's just a random blob in the middle of nowhere again so I need to learn how to set it on that zoomed in position yeah. um, that's what I need to learn um, so I need to do that all this week <laughs> yeah well you're not, not putting the long runs in, so there's there's your time sat on the sofa playing with your watch and learning yeah. the settings there. Yeah, well, yeah. yes, that time was employed going to the National Running Show on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> um, I've just got some live comments to read out as well. GMAC oh. says, good point about focusing on the things that have gone well in training. My PT says that almost everyone comes into a race with a niggle or two to try not to let it psych you out. Um, that's good because uh, Hannah says um, she usually ends up stressing that she's injured the week before so resting completely apart from doing dog work dog walks and working and comfort eating slash carb yeah. riding right the joys of ultra maranoia <laughs> yes yeah. um, well, that's it is don't worry about you know the the things that you haven't done and so on and so forth is you know focus on your, you're coming up to your peak you're, you're rising to the challenge um, so yeah yeah, I don't think that I'm coming to my peak. I think I'm going to be running on You're legacy, to a peak and that's legacy all, fumes. That's all you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do. But I'm going to give it a go. And the other thing that I remembered, I, I got out this morning in, in my kit and I was thinking, shall I run, shall I not? I'll ask Tim and I'll run later if Tim says yes. Um, and I was just thinking, do you know what? I need to stop worrying about how the race is actually going to go and just remember that I actually really enjoy going to races. I yes. enjoy going and seeing everyone. I enjoy making the film. I enjoy mm. the whole atmosphere of a race. Um, so yeah. even if I don't make it to the end in time for the cutoffs, I'll still have had a really good time and hopefully there'll be a small film there and it'll, it'll be yeah. shorter. <laughs> it's, you know, it's about the journey and it's about the people you share that journey with yeah. rather than the, the destination, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I can I can hear the the builders have got back, so um, it's probably about to get very very noisy. So okay. shall we wrap? I think you had a couple of questions. Yeah, there's a couple of questions. I'll just um, read this one from Lloyd. He says it's all about feeling comfortable and removing as many unknowns as possible, and then not letting the changes get you down. That's a that's a good quote. Yeah. So yeah. a couple of quick questions, just away from the theme that we're on at the moment. We've done yeah. the five reason five common mistakes before ultra so um severin says um what's best to replace a recovery recovery run she's managing foot pain so if there's a good equivalent then the run after a long run would be on some kind of machine in the gym if possible she's talking about the elliptical trainer or the treadmill i was going to suggest the bike to her well the bike yeah, yeah. so you know doing a, a warm-up on the bike and then doing a bit of a run and then cool down on the bike means you get your, your volume in but without impacting so it's probably about you know reducing the impact more than anything. So the bike or yes the elliptical. So it could be again warm up on the elliptical, do a do a short run session and then cool down on the elliptical if you're wanting to get more volume in without the impact. Uh, or yes, obviously substitute a run for a cross training session. Um, the elliptical is obviously replicating the running action a bit more closely, but you can usually find that you can work yourself a bit harder on the bike than you can on the elliptical. Yeah, um, so, yeah, better for cardio. Yeah, generally. Yeah, yeah. so you know, yeah. we use the bike a lot with our athletes uh, for for cross training. Um, some do use um, sort of cross country skiing, also this time of year. Uh, those who got access to to snow, uh, <laughs> or yes, you know, maybe getting on the elliptical in the gym as well. So, but the bike is is a key factor uh, or common uh, cross training method for really all of our athletes. 
yeah. yeah awesome okay so go get on get yourself on the bike there Severine so, and a bit of elliptical as well yeah um and oh no that's the same question Peter and Peter says, was saying about um, yeah. heart rate wasn't it yeah so, he wants pacing. to know about pacing on his first ultra yeah how so does he find what that pace is a, a heart rate ceiling so know what your kind of upper aerobic heart rate is going to be and then give yourself a ceiling sort of a few beats below that and don't let yourself go above that um and it, so i set an alarm on my watch okay. uh, which is sort of about five beats below what my aerobic threshold is okay so if my watch starts beeping at me in this case oi calm down slow down take a breath um don't don't get too excited early on yeah so, yeah have a have a heart rate alarm on your watch is a, is a useful thing to do yeah cool okay that's brilliant advice hope that helps you peter yeah. um just got a couple more live comments and then we shall leave the broadcast um everyone's being super nice to me i like lloyd says we believe in you claire and i'm like i know i do believe in myself i can do 50 miles but I just i don't know if i can do it in 15 and a half hours on that course in that rain i'm just worried i'll go lo get lost yeah. and i really don't have time to go lost um gmet says i'm sure you'll smash it claire i saw your video from uts and you made it look easy it that was not easy <laughs> you should draw confidence from that oh thank you but that was nearly a year ago now um so lloyd says i tried to go into a race thinking that it's going to be the worst thing ever horrible in every way that way i'm prepared or pleasantly surprised not sure why i do races <laughs> that's funny isn't it um and then rainman smith says the weather is looking great claire and the path conditions are as good as you could wish for so just go and enjoy the race oh so that is a good one to end on oh just keep just keep the c on your left you can't go wrong. <laughs> cool and peter says thanks tim for the um advice just there um he will test that out on some of his long runs leading up to his ultra good luck to you peter in that ultra and yeah congratulations on doing your first um so we'll wind up there thank you so much tim that's been absolutely oh, amazing um just need to say that we are sponsored by knack again um they have uh, loads of energy bars waffles um and recovery powders and real few purees which i'm looking forward to eating on the arc of nutrition uh, arc of nutrition arc of attrition um, use code yeah. wild ginger running all caps for 15 percent off at uk.nat.com so thank you tim um no worries. just remind Have everyone fun this weekend enjoy yourself cool just remind everyone where we can find you if in case anyone wants to get your training plans or book you for anything yeah um instagram's the the best place to to follow me uh, so tim piggott hp3 uh, on instagram you've usually got sort of links at the bottom or something like that um and then again if you want to look up on the website is hp-3.co.uk um, and again you can find there's the there's a, a library of training plans that i've done for for you and, and your patrons so again there's the maybe kind of stick a, a link to that website uh, the private page there for any training plans there or you can get in touch if you need anything more personalised yeah in the link in the show notes we've got um, Tim's training plans there that he's put together for Wildgen training okay. so make sure you go on those if you can't afford like full facilities of a coach having his training plans is the next best thing um, to ensure consistency cool okay well thank you very Good. much Tim it's been a pleasure right. as always and we'll chat to you next month there you go. see right. you then There's the bang bye <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.